following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, September 19th, around 10.05 a.m. It is the Broken Helmet for week two, game day morning. Trying a little something different, giving you a quick update before all the games kick off at 1 o'clock here. It's been a fantastic week two so far if you are the Washington football team and their fans. If you are a Giant fan, well not so much. Brutal way to lose the game. Brutal way to lose the game. Whether or not it ended up being offsides on the snap or not, what does it matter? Just stay at home. This obviously coming from a Giants fan. Uh, But if you were the Washington football team, I mean, look, you're jumping for joy. You stole victory out of the clutches of defeat. Taylor Heineke lighting up the field. And for the rest of the NFL, a great way to start the week off as you get a very entertaining game all the way to the final snap on a Thursday night. So where does that leave us? That leaves us with a bunch of football on the docket for this Sunday. Week 2, you will see nine games at 1 p.m. You will see four games at 4 p.m. And then obviously we have the Sunday night football and the Monday night football. So a quick rundown of the game so far spread wise you have seven road favorites and you also have three games in double digits and look if there is a trend that looks to be continuing from week one it is definitely that these road teams are getting a ton of favoritism here Seven road favorites for this game. Remember, they had a ton last week, which led to a landmark week of results in terms of underdog plays. A lot of money to be had on the money line, especially if you were to parlay multiple games there. And a record, right? Super Bowl era. I said it earlier on the recap podcast and the gambling podcast on Wednesday. But this week... Again, seven road favorites. So that definitely looks to be a trend going forward. And, you know, you have a couple of blowout games here with those three double-digit game lead spreads right now. So all that said, let's jump right into it. We'll start off with our 1 o'clock games. Broncos visiting Jacksonville. So here you have the Broncos obviously coming off that big victory last week on the road at MetLife Stadium. Urban Myers. Uh, opener on the road in Houston could have went a lot better as they got smoked by the Texans. So right now, here is the injury update. The Broncos have guard Graham Glasgow 
with an illness, he's doubtful. Bradley Chubb, linebacker, and Jonas Griffith, linebacker, are questionable. Jaguars, quarterback Trey Herndon, he is out with a knee. Defensive end, Laurent Trey McRae. As you'll learn, I am not great with names. Uh, defensive end, Jordan Smith, both questionable. So, the updated line as of right now, Broncos are going to be favored in this one. So here is one of the road favorites that we were discussing. They are currently favored by six points. Right now, there is a hefty amount of ticket percentage and money percentage on the Broncos. 72% of the tickets are on the Broncos. 69% of the money. The over-under on this one is 45 points. The Sharps, they're looking at this one. They said, hey, look, you know, the Broncos didn't look that great, even though they destroyed the Giants. It was more so that the Giants looked bad. The Jaguars obviously obviously have a lot of room for improvement. So the Sharps are taking that six points with the Jaguars uh, and Urban Meyer looking for the bounce back or at least to keep this game close. If you go back to the uh, Wednesday gambling podcast, I will give you a recap. My brother and I are on opposite ends of this one. I favored the Sharps on this one. I like the Jags at least not to lose by more than six. My brother is on the Broncos. Next game up is going to be the Browns in Cleveland coming off of that loss last week. The close loss to the Chiefs had it almost the entire game, got away from them at the end there. They ended up taking their first loss of the season. Meanwhile, the Texans, who will be traveling to Cleveland for this game, they had the big home victory over the Jaguars, as we just mentioned previously, 38 to whatever. So here in this game, what is it looking like? Let's take a quick look at the injury updates. And so for the Texans, uh, Farrell Brown, tight end, he will be out, uh, well, questionable this week, as will Camus Greiger-Hill. He has an illness. So for the Browns, OBJ, he is going to be out with that ACL injury. Uh, Chris Hubbard, offensive lineman, also out with a tricep injury. Uh, rest of the players are questionable of those notable. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, he had a couple of catches last week, and he has a knee injury going into this one. So the line currently updated from our gambling podcast, Browns sitting at a 13-point favorite now, so that went up about a half a point. The tickets are now split. That is very different from previously as Wednesday when we did the pod it was 61% in favor of the Browns now it's an even split meanwhile the money is coming in on the Browns at 67% so a pretty hefty number there Sharps are looking at it they said hey look the Texans they put up a bunch of points last week and 13 points here uh, to a Browns team that we like but we're not sold that they can just crush opponents so we're going to come in here and we're going to pick the Texans Uh, the over under in this one is actually 48. Uh, I ended up taking the Texans. I am kind of the same lean as the Sharps. Not that I know exactly what they're thinking, but 13 points here is a pretty hefty margin uh, for a team that did put up 38 points last year and do have some veterans on this team. Tyrod Taylor is not a proven quarterback by any stretch of the means, but he 
a quarterback, and he's been around the league quite a bit, so it's not like you're going in there with a rookie. And they look good last year. They have an odd running game going with a three-headed monster in Ingram, uh, Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. I shouldn't say a monster because it was primarily Ingram that got all the touches last week. But they also, uh, they also have... Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. So it's not a team devoid of talent. So I ended up going with the Texans. My brother ended up going with the Browns. Next up is going to be the Buffalo Bills hosting the Miami Dolphins in an AFC East battle. We've gotten quite a bit of this over the past two weeks. We had the Dolphins and the New England Patriots last week where the Dolphins stole that game on the road thanks due in part to the Damian Harris fumble. The Bills, meanwhile, lost at home versus the Steelers. That game, the Steelers were down all three quarters and and then obviously in the end, utilizing a strong defense, came back and won that one. Right now, here is the injury updates for the Dolphins. They are going to have a 100% healthy team. Oh, man, what was that? I think I just choked on my tongue. Uh, the Dolphins are going to have a 100% healthy team. The Bills are going to have three questionables. Wide receiver Gabriel Davis, defensive tackle star Lutelieli. And defensive end, Effie Obada. So, as I said earlier, I am not good with any of these names. I never have been, never will, what be. Um, So, here we go. So, the Bills, earlier in the week, they were 3.5. They stay at 3.5. There was a little bit more in terms of tickets on the Bills earlier and a ton more money on the Bills. So, we've seen the Dolphins, who have always been the Sharps' favorite for this game, the Dolphins have now taken a little more percentage and a lot more of the money uh, now that we're on game day morning. So the current status tickets 70% on the Bills, and the money has now shifted. Earlier in the week, it was 62% in favor of the Bills. It is now 60% in favor of the Dolphins. Over under in this one is 47.5. I picked the Bills, and I am sticking with the Bills. I am not sold with Tua. I do not see anything in last week's game that would make me think that uh, he has overcome the ills and problems that he had previously. Pardon me. Uh, and the Bills, I think, just had a, a a tough game against a really good defense, and a bunch of things end up going wrong. So I think this will probably be a little bit of a bounce back slash get right game for the Bills and for the Dolphins. They got a great defense, and it's just it's just a two factor. If they end up winning this game and they win this game with uh, you know a, a little show of confidence, um, I, I probably start looking at them a little bit more seriously. But as it is right now, I ended up going with the Bills. My brother ended up going with the Dolphins. Next game up is going to see the Los Angeles Rams coming off that big victory on Sunday night. Sure, it was only 20-14 to 14 at one point and was close with a six-point lead, but then they opened it up and then won heftily there at home in their, I guess you would call it a home opener, right? At least one with fans. Same thing for the Raiders in Las Vegas there. But now they'll take that victory, hit the road, and they will travel into Indianapolis versus the Colts. The Colts had the game versus Seattle last week. Seattle had a couple of big plays, big bombs to Tyler Lockett in that victory. And they'll look to bounce back here. Currently, the Rams are looking at no injuries as of 
of 10-something on Sunday morning. The Colts are going to have tackle Braden Smith. He's got a foot. He will end up being questionable. Uh, We've got a whole bunch. Xavier Rhodes. Oh, sorry. Braden Smith is out. Xavier Rhodes is out cornerback. Then we go into the questionables with uh, Quentin Nelson. He's got the foot. Uh, Eric Fisher, he's got the Achilles defensive end. Quiddy Pay, the rookie, he's got a hamstring. Safety, Kari Willis, he's got an illness. Then wide receiver Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell also on this list. Pittman with an ankle, Campbell with an abdomen. Uh, Safety, Julian Blackman has a back. So the line has stayed the same, however. Um, It is at three and a half. The Rams are favored in this one. The over-under is 48. And everything has basically stayed the same on this. Tickets are in 70% on the Rams. 51% is on the Colts in terms of the money. So the money has basically split a little bit more on the Colts. But the tickets, the public coming heavily in on the Rams. My brother and I both took the Rams in this one. Look, the Colts... Didn't do it at home last week versus a Seattle team that looked good, but I don't know if they looked as good as the Rams. Granted, the Rams now have to go on the road. They let up a bunch of yards on the ground to Montgomery last week versus Chicago. So Jonathan Taylor could have a little bit of success here, and maybe that factors into the game. But again, who is Carson Wentz throwing the ball to? I I mean, on top of already being out, uh, T.Y. Hilton, because he's out for on IR. Now you're looking at Pittman and Campbell, who are battling injuries. And ultimately, it's just a question of, are these injuries just too much? And, and three and a half, four points, whatever book you're looking at, I don't know if that is enough to keep this game in favor of the Colts. So I am ultimately going with the Rams, as is my brother. So we head out to the city of brotherly love for the next game with Philadelphia hosting the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers obviously had the big win versus the Lions last week, although they were blowing them out much more earlier in the game before they lost their entire secondary to injury and then Detroit came back. Currently, right now, the injury status is looking like this. Obviously, 49ers lost a bunch of people last week. Verrett uh, went down with the ACL. They lost uh, Raheem uh, Moser to uh, injury of his own knee. He'll be out for the season. Uh, the act, the active injury list for this game, Drake Greenlaw, linebacker, he is out with a groin. Cornerback Emmanuel Mosley, he is doubtful with a knee. Um, Other questionables, uh, defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw, he is is questionable with a knee. As for the Eagles, safety Rodney Rodney, Rodney McLeod. Man, here we go. Uh, You know, it's it's a Sunday morning. I'm kind of relaxed and having a good time, ready for a good day of football. And it doesn't matter. It's just the stammering egg. Uh, Eagles safety Rodney McLeod is out. So where does that leave us in? terms of the spread, well, this game is kind of a funky one. Uh, It's been like this uh, all week. The 49ers, even with their injuries, are the favorites here on the road. 
So, you know, I wouldn't have expected it. I thought that maybe given the performance last week and then the injuries that we had for the 49ers that the Eagles would have been favored here. But no, not the case. 49ers currently a three-point favorite. They were three and a half earlier in the week. That has come down. What you will notice is that I'm not alone in those thoughts as the tickets and the money have shifted mightily in this game on Wednesday. The tickets were in at 71% on the 49ers, 70% of the money. That has shifted all the way down to 62% in front of, in favor of the 49ers and the tickets. And the money has shifted all the way to the point that the Eagles are now 71% seeing the money come in on them. So that's a huge shift. So the money went from 70% from the 49ers all the way to 71% for the Eagles. Sharps have been on the Eagles the entire way through. Over under in this game currently is at 49. Uh, I am with the Sharps on this one. The 49ers, while they have a decent team, are very, very banged up. And the Eagles are more or less healthy, ready to go, and they performed really well last week. They have standout offensive and defensive lines, key to any football team at any given point, and I think this game might be primed for the Eagle victory, the home dog. We, Like we said, there's a bunch of these this week. This is another one of those games, so I went with the Eagles. My brother also went with the Eagles. The next game up is the Bears hosting the Bengals. Uh, Bears coming off of that Sunday night loss. Like I said, they had made it close. They had a strong run game. It was 2014, and then the wheels came off. Bengals battled all the way to the end. They got the field goal overtime victory over the Vikings at home. Now they got to pack it up, and they've got to hit the road for this game. The injury status as of now, Bengals, the quarterback Trey Waynes, they've been trying to get him on the field. It's not going to happen this week. He's out, as is safety Ricardo Allen. For the Bears, out. Larry Barham, the offensive lineman, he will miss this game. Doubtful is defensive lineman Eddie Gorham. Uh, questionables of note, wide receiver Darnell Mooney, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, along with offensive tackle Jason Peters. He left the game last week. And offensive, offensive outside linebacker Robert Quinn, the edge rusher, uh, he is also questionable. So the Bears are going to look to turn it around here at home, probably try to run the ball, be efficient with Andy Dalton. Uh, I like the Bengals. I can't see how the Bears are actually favored in this game, given the events of last week. Granted, the Bengals weren't great. They were not fantastic, but they were able to pass the ball. Uh, They had a couple of uh, plays to Jamar Chase, their number one pick, Burrow to Chase. So you're getting to see that tandem get their legs underneath them. And having the ability to pass the ball in, in this game, I... You know, you could run the ball all game long, but if a couple of big plays break your way, that being for the Bengals, I don't know how the Bears win this game. So I am going to go with the Bengals in this game. My brother also went with the Bengals. Steelers will be hosting the Raiders. This is the 1-0, 1-0 matchup we've all been waiting for. The Pittsburgh Steelers right now, in terms of injuries, are going to see defensive tackle Carlton Davis 
out. And then of questionable, no, Joe Hayden, Devin Bush, uh, Zach Gentry, they're all going to be questionable. The Raiders are the team, though, that has a ton of injuries that they have to bat- battle with. So we'll start with the outs. Guard Richie Incognito, he's going to miss his second week in a row. Josh Jacobs has been downgraded to out, so we will see Kenyon Drake get the rock in that one. Linebacker Nick Kawiaski. Uh, uh, is it Kawiaski? Kiwakoski. Kiwakoski? Anyway, uh, you'll know him, 44, uh, solid player, puts up good numbers uh, so long as you can pronounce his name. He's got a concussion. He is out. And then Marcus Mariota, who was supposed to be a key feature of the offense somehow at the backup quarterback position, he is also out. Questionable defensive end Carl Nassip and Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, he's got a hamstring that he's battling. So, um, you know, where does that leave us here? Steelers, heavy favorites. They were five and a half earlier in the week. That has gone up to six. Currently, the tickets are in on the Steelers at 61%. The money is in on the Raiders at 59%. Over under in this game is 46 and a half. Actually, pretty high given the fact that the Steelers have been a, uh, you know, a, a defensive team. Here and the Raiders have a ton of injuries. So uh, I came in, I'm taking the Steelers in this one and the five and a half or six because I just, I think this is going to be too much for the Raiders to uh, climb over here in terms of the injuries coming off of the short week. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. My brother also going with the Steelers. Patriots, Jets, NFC East battle. At MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So currently the Patriots uh, are six-point favorites over the Jets. They're seeing everything their way. 80% of the tickets, 78% of the money. The Sharps are looking at that and saying, nah, not so quick. We're going with the Jets in this one. The over-under is 43 points. In regard to the injuries, the Patriots are going to be out. Kyle Van Noy, linebacker and off Offensive line, Trent Brown, he got pulled uh, first, second series last week, and then he was looking like he was going to be able to play this week, and it didn't happen. Uh, so he is going to be out. Uh, John o. Smith is questionable for the Patriots. Patriots get these two line, two tight ends in John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. You're looking for these two bookends and what they're going to do with them. Now, Hunter Henry was hurt all preseason, and now John o. Smith is a little banged up. As for the Jets, doubtful is linebacker Jermaine Sherwood, and then questionable. Basically, uh, two of their wide receivers, Keenan Cole and James Crowder. Crowder there last year. Cole came in in the offseason, but they were looking to put Crowder and Cole and Corey Davis all together, and they might be able to do so today, but not without a couple of hitches as Crowder and Cole are a little banged up. So, line being six points, look, I could I get that some people are, they want to pull for the Jets here. A lot of people like Zach Wilson. Robert Sala has got a a big fandom in terms of of coaching. But for me, I am taking Bill Belichick against rookie quarterback every, uh, you know, Sunday from now until eternity, especially when that quarterback is on the Jets squad. So six points, yes, it's a lot of points. The Pats have a rookie quarterback of their own in Mac Jones. And so they struggled a little bit 
it, putting points up on the board last week. They should have won uh, if it wasn't for that Damian Harris fumble. Um, so they should be 1-0 going into this game. I don't know if that win would have affected the spread. I mean, six is pretty hefty. But I ended up taking the Pats in this one. My brother also took the Pats. I, you know, NFC East battle. Belichick hates the Jets. Rookie quarterback. You know, week, plenty of time to prepare. So we'll see what happens. But I think New England can pull this off by more than the touchdown. And then the final game of 1 o'clock, we'll see the Saints traveling to Carolina to face off against Matt Rule and his Panthers. 1-0 versus 1-0 on this one. Currently, the Sharps have now leaned in on the Saints. They were neutral earlier in the week. As for the tickets, they were heftily more heavy in on the Saints earlier in the week. Right now, it's a slight edge at 54%. And all the money coming in on the Panthers, not only that, there's more money in on the Panthers than there was earlier in the week. It was 76% in favor of the money, and now it is 79. Over under in this game is 44 and a half points. Injury lineup for this game. The Saints, they got a lot of people banged up. So let's start with the outs. Linebacker Quan Alexander, defensive end Marcus Davenport, center Eric McCoy. All out. As for questionable, Marshawn Lattimore, he had injury on he had a surgery on his thumb earlier in the week, and he is going to play. But that's a lot of injuries from one week to the other. Now Davenport got injured intra-game, as did McCoy. They shuffled everything around and they still beat the pants off of Green Bay. I'm just not so sure that they are going to be able to, to repeat that performance here in Carolina. The question mark for Carolina will be, always will be. What kind of quarterback do they have, right? Who is Sam Darnold? Uh, he looked okay last week. Not great. Okay. Um, you know, was able to keep his... There was a couple of plays, a couple of throws that you're just like, Jesus, what the hell are you doing, buddy? But uh, I don't... It'll probably be, for me, it'll be enough for them to pull out this victory here on Sunday. My brother sees it differently. He liked the Saints and their big win versus Green Bay, and he sees them winning here on the road and covering the three and a half. So the Eggie brothers on opposite ends of the spectrum for the last and final game of our 1 o'clock slate. So now we go to the 4 o'clock games, and we will start off with Cards-Vikings. This game to be played at State Farm Stadium in Arizona. Cardinals are currently 3.5-point favorites. That's down a full point from earlier in earlier in the week. Right now, 64% of the tickets are on the cards. 58% of the money pool is in on the Cardinals. And the Sharps didn't take a lean earlier in the week, and they still haven't taken a lean here. Over-under in this game is 50 and a half. So as for the injuries, the Cardinals are relatively healthy. Uh, Devin Kennard, the linebacker, he will be out. Uh, Offensive tackle Kelvin Beecham, he is questionable. The Vikings, on the other hand, they lost defensive end Everson Griffin to a concussion. He was in a car accident this week, and he will be out for this week. Anthony Barr also will be out. Harrison Hand, cornerback, is out, as is offensive tackle Christian Darasaw. So, right now, Vikings, look, they went on the road. Granted, it was week one, but they went against the ro- on the road against a terrible terrible uh, Bengals team. I shouldn't say terrible, terrible, but I should say that it was a team that had a second-year quarterback who had not played since his knee injury, a rookie-wide receiver, a not-great defense, and they ended up going into overtime and losing. Versus a Vikings team, which is basically returning 
everybody. I mean, there isn't a whole lot of turnover in that game. And so they lose there on the road. Now they've got to go on the road again, this time to Arizona versus the Cardinals team, whose defense, while they weren't good last year, and I'm not going to say after one game they're good this year, they did have a solid performance out of Chandler Jones and a very nice win against Tennessee. And an offense that really looked pretty good. Uh, last week. So in that regard, you have a team that I think is probably better at the skill positions. Uh, You know, granted the Vikings do have Dalvin Cook and he's a better running back than anybody the Cardinals have. And they do have Justin Jefferson, who's a solid wideout along with Thielen. Uh, I'm taking the cards here in the three and a half. Uh, I just, if the Cardinals are to win this game, which I think they do, I don't think it's a nail biter. Uh, You know, maybe the Vikings turn it around, but, you know, we are talking about Kirk Cousins here. I I don't know if he's going to be the, you know, the spark that lights the Vikings fire and has them pull off a road victory here against Arizona. So I am going the Cardinals. My brother also going for the Cardinals in this one. The second of four 4 o'clock games is going to see the Bucks hosting the Falcons. This is one of those hefty spreads right here. The Bucks are 12.5-point favorites against Atlanta. This is a trifecta game as everything is on the Bucks. The Sharps are on the Bucks. 56% of the money is on the Bucks. 77% of the money pool is on the Bucks. Those numbers are actually down a little bit from earlier in the week. It was 58 and 81 down to 56 and 77. So a Slight change, but not a lot. Not enough that it would affect the line that way because the line has gone up to 12.5. So the over-under in this one is 51.5 points. And as for the injuries, Buccaneers are out. Carlton Davis, are, he's questionable. They are out, though. Sean Murphy bunting. He is definitely out. They put him on IR. Uh, as for the Falcons, wide receiver Frank Darby is out. 12.5 points is a lot of points. That's uh, two touchdowns. The Falcons did not look good last week at all. I flip-flopped about this game only because 12.5 points with a Falcons team that does have some offense seems to be a lot, and defensive pieces there that aren't terrible, but you saw what the performance that they put on the field last week against Philadelphia. Now they've got to go on the road against a Bucks team who's basically, again, not only returned everybody from last year, but also looks like they haven't really missed a beat with the exception of their defense, which is a little banged up and didn't play well, but against a Dallas offense that's way better than the Falcons in this one. So it's a lot of points. I went back and forth. I didn't like the points, but I ultimately took the Bucks, as did my brother. The third game at 4 o'clock is the Chargers facing off against that Cowboy team that played really well on the road last week against Tampa Bay. Currently, the Chargers are three-point favorites in this one. This is a game where you're seeing the tickets veer off from the rest of the pack. The Sharps and the money are in favor of the Chargers here. The money pool is in favor of the Chargers by 60% to 40%. But the tickets have a slight lean the other way. Obviously, Cowboys, a public team. So 55% of the tickets are in on the Cowboys. The over-under in this one is 55. The Cowboys, mind you, are battling a ton of stuff in this game. Demarcus Lawrence broke his foot. He's out for a while. Donovan Wilson, safety, he's out with groin injury. 
Also in their secondary, DeMonte Kazee, he's questionable with a thigh. They lost Lyle Kylans after last week's game for five weeks due to, um, what was it? It was uh, substance abuse or, or performance enhancing, whatever it was. He's out for five games. So now they got to come on the road here against a Chargers team that has a lot of potential. Now they they you know they fought that one out against the Washington football team last week. So it's not like they blew the doors off them and you can say, "Hey, look, they they won really big last week and they really should beat up on this Cowboys team that did everything they could to try to win that game last week and still came up short." But I am going to take the Chargers here at home. The Cowboys, look, it was a fantastic Thursday night game. They have a long break here, but it's not like they got healthier. They actually got more injured. So, um, you know, I, I just can't see the Chargers losing this game, and you're going to give me three points to the home team. I'll take it. Now, the Chargers aren't without their own injuries. Tackle Brian uh, Beluga and quarterback Chris Harris Jr. are both out. Beluga battling that groin back and Harris battling a shoulder. Questionable safety uh, Nasir Adderley. He is questionable with a groin. So in their place, Strom Norton is going to actually replace Beluga at right tackle and uh, Trayvon Campbell is going to replace Harris at cornerback in this one. Doesn't matter. I'm taking the Chargers. My brother of is going opposite me this time. He liked Dallas, and he liked Dallas, obviously, for the probably road victory here with only three points. Final 4 o'clock game, Seattle. They won with big plays in Indianapolis last week, and now this week they are going to be hosting the Tennessee Titans. It was 5.5 points earlier in the week. It is now 6.5, so this is almost a full touchdown spread game here. It is also a trifecta, but barely a trifecta. Sharps on the Seahawks, 56% of the money on the Seahawks, but only 51% of the tickets on the Seahawks, so that is rather split. But what you have seen is, is a shift from Titans money to Seattle money as the week has gone on. Earlier in the week, the Titans had the ticket favorage by 51%, and then the money was big on the Titans earlier in the week at 71%, and now they are the underdog as they are only getting 44 So money has gone heavily in toward the Seahawks in this one over under 54 My brother, he liked Titans. He liked the Titans here on the road, thought that the 5.5 when we quoted it, and I'm sure the 6.5 was too much. Uh, I am in favor of the Seahawks here. The six and a half is getting a little bit uh, too much for me, but uh, when we were quoting it earlier, I took the six and a half. Still, I do think that this will probably be a Seahawks victory by quite a margin, en- enough to cover the six and a half or the five and a half if you got it earlier in the week. That kicks us off into Sunday night football. Chiefs, Ravens, Should be a great game. Questionable because the Ravens are just banged up. I mean, they have just taken so many shots this year now on the injury front. And it just never stops. So, defensive end Derek Wolf, he is going to miss uh, his second straight game with his back hip injury. uh, Tackle Ronnie Staley, who they got back from the, you know, really gruesome 
grotesque injury from last year. They got him back, but now that ankle has landed him on the questionable list. Marlon Humphrey, who obviously had that interception that he didn't know about last week, he is questionable with a back Cornerback Jimmy Smith is trying to battle back from his ankle injury. He is questionable. Uh, I guess if you want to say there's a positive, they thought that Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, was going to be out this week. Uh, but he is actually going to suit up. He was a full participant in Friday's practice. So he had an ankle injury that he was battling. Sammy Watkins obviously would become the number one if he, if he doesn't consider himself. He probably considers himself the number one. But that's Hollywood Brown. And then Sammy Watkins obviously a flip-flop uh, if Brown cannot go tonight. So Chiefs, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Everybody loves the Chiefs. Except for the Sharps. Sharps are taking the Ravens, but 81% of the tickets are on the Chiefs and 90% of the money is on the Chiefs. Those numbers down a little bit from earlier in the week. But again, it's all Chiefs in this one. 54 is the over-under. It was earlier 55, so that came down a point. But again, Chiefs have not covered a lot in recent history. The Chiefs are 2-10 against the spread in their last 12 games. So... It would make you begin to question whether or not do I want to go with the Chiefs here. But look, a lot of those games saw very big spreads in favor of the Chiefs. Here, it has gotten whittled down all the way to three and a half. So if the Ravens win, you know, I think that their defense will probably stand up and play a game really above themselves. And then they would have a solid performance from Lamar Jackson, basically running the ball, throwing the ball. I, I what I'm trying to say is I think everything would have to go right for the Ravens in order for them to pull this one off. Um, either that or the Chiefs just stink up the field, right? So I think that this will be the second game now that the Chiefs' newly remastered offensive line will be uh, hitting the field. And I'm expecting the Chiefs are going to win this game. And you're going to give me the Chiefs in the three and a half. That's the lowest I, I've gotten them in quite a while because I, I, I picked them a lot for losses uh, last year and uh, again last week. So I'm going to go with them again, as is my brother. We're both taking the Chiefs Sunday night by three and a half points. And then the final game, Monday night football, the Packers trying to rally off that horrific game last week where they got just brutalized by New Orleans. And if you watch the game, it really wasn't close. From the first kick of that game, the Packers' defense just didn't show up. Their offense didn't show up either. But after a while, it was just, look, you got to make a stop somewhere. You know, it's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, the Saints just did whatever they wanted in that game. So now the Packers pack up. They leave uh, Cal- not California, Florida. They Jacksonville, right? You're not in New Orleans. You're definitely not in California, Rich. Uh, you're in Jacksonville, so they pack up there. They fly back home, and they're going to have this home game against the Lions, who you know got brutalized by the 49ers, but were able to come back due to those injuries in the secondary that the 49ers suffered. So right now, the Packers are 11 point favorites. They have 69 percent of the tickets and 77 percent of the money. The Sharps think it's a little too much. They're they're going to take the Lions there at the with the 11 points. The over-under is at 48. 
and a half. As for the injury update, Lions wide receiver Tyrell Williams, he's in the concussion protocol, and defensive end Kevin Strong, also in the concussion protocol. They're both out. Uh, Defensive end Michael Brockers, linebacker Trey Flowers, they're battling shoulder injuries. Running back DeAndre Swift is battling a groin injury. That'll make them both questionable. As for the Packers, their one player that is out is safety Vernon Scott. He is battling a hamstring injury. As for questionables, you have offensive guard Lucas Patrick. He's got a concussion. And safety Darnell Savage. He is battling a shoulder injury. So you look at this game and what are you thinking? You're basically thinking, okay, the Packers should blow the Lions out of the water. But the Packers looked like hot dog shit last week. So now I look at the Lions score. The Lions came back, off through the ball. You know, the Saints were able to move the ball on the Packer defense. So shouldn't that make this game a little bit closer? And that was more or less the thoughts of my brother as he ended up taking the Lions. Uh, I think that this is the comeback game for the Packers, if you will. I think that this is where... Aaron Rodgers, at least, you know, I don't know if you're going to see it all year long. He really did not look good last last week. And obviously the offseason was a nightmare for them as you battled all of the retirement, no retirement talk. But I think this game, if any, is going to be the one where they come back and they win. Again, the Lions are going to be battling uphill all year long because look, I like Dan Campbell as a as a player. We talked about this, but I don't. I you know, making him the head coach was a little bit of a stretch. I again, at the end of the year, maybe he proves any, everything wrong. But you're looking at a head coach of Dan Campbell. You have an offensive coordinator of Anthony Lynn, and the defensive coordinator is Aaron Glenn. I mean, Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn combo. I mean that. You, you can't even get a, a bigger car crash than that. So, I, I mean, I, I'm probably going to pick against the Lions a lot this year until I see something different. I am taking the Packers in this one and the 11 points. So, that looks like it for the game lines updated here on Sunday uh, mid-morning. And the injury updates and everything in regard to how the money has shifted. Uh, be sure to stay on top of it and check the those game time kickoff inactives injuries downgrades all the rest of it um, you know we got it we got a little while here before we kick off but you always got to stay on top of it to make sure that you know what's going on and there isn't anything big that happens that affects the game obviously if you're like me and you've already got the money on the games doesn't really matter you, know, you you're kind of stuck <laughs> it is what it is at this point but uh, so that's the wrap we will talk to you later tonight early tomorrow morning for the update as to what happened with all of these games should be a fun Sunday ticket hope you guys all have a blast all the best talk to you soon peace